Today's reading is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 7. I read, Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, and the third into the fourth generation. Amen. So we see the God of mercy. Our God is merciful. He keeps mercy. He keeps so much mercy. Mercy, mercy for thousands. He is forgiven. He is merciful and he is forgiven. He forgives iniquity. He forgives iniquity. He forgives transgression. And he forgives sin. And so we see that then there is iniquity, transgression, and sin. And I believe that each one of these ways would have somehow a different meaning. But for the moment, let's not dwell on that now. What we want to understand now is that our God is what? Merciful and he is forgiven. He forgives our iniquity, our transgression, and our sin. But it goes on to say that that will by no means clear the guilty. God forgives iniquity, sin, and transgressions, and yet he will by no means no means clear the guilty and so i believe that that is why we must not be guilty we must receive the verdict of what not guilty and i believe that this verdict of not guilty is in christ jesus is only found in christ jesus through his redeeming blood and by the power of the holy spirit because he will by no means clear the guilty. Therefore, we, you and I must not be found guilty before God. Amen. We must be cleared of our guilt. And so David prayed. He said, well, Clear me, deliver me from the sin of all guiltiness, from the sin of blood guiltiness. We must be freed from the sin of guilt, from guilt. Amen. And... This can be done through the redeeming power in the blood of Jesus. Therefore, you and I, we need the blood of Jesus Christ in our lives. We need to appropriate the power of the blood of Jesus that has the ability to clear us of guilt. Because God will by no means, no means clear the guilty. And then we also... Are told that he visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, into the third and the fourth generation. And so, what we must take note as parents, we should take note that our sins, spiritual neglect or failure to separate ourselves from ungodliness of the world can have tragic consequences on our children. As parents, if we continue in sin, 
and we take God for granted and we neglect or fail to separate ourselves from ungodliness and the things of this world, these things can have tragic consequences on our children. And children normally will suffer for the sins of their parents in the sense that they generally follow their parents along the paths of temptation or spiritual compromise. You know, it's like a trend, something genetic. So sin also can have that, you know, um, you know, that the, like the best way it can be explained, it is in the life of Adam and Eve, that by their sin, you see, it, it became a genetic something that is transferred. So as parents, when we, I mean, the first of the enemies of the fathers on the children, it is seen more in this way. It is not as if God uh, 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 takes a cane to whip us in that sense, but, you know, these things are transferred. They are transferred from parents, uh, and these things follow. Uh, the children uh, in, in, in in the way of uh, the way in which we yield to temptation and our spiritual compromises and neglect you can see the traces in the lives of our children and thereby they adopt evil habits and attitudes that will lead them astray or away from God and towards distraction so today this is what we will talk about and i believe you are blessed god bless you as you listen good day